Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello and welcome to the NXT Review. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by Michael Hanfler and Michael Sidgwick from What Culture, the Dudley Boys, to review last night's episode of NXT. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review the show formerly known as NXT, but... He's got it. He's back. He's back. Pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a very good quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, they're joined by Havilland Sidgwick to review last night's NXT. It's going to sound like a backhanded compliment, this. A lot of good wrestling on this show, but that's not what I tune in for. Uh, I got everything. The power's back, and it's not just because your intro was spot on. I earnestly loved the main event for reasons I'm looking forward to talking about. The work was good elsewhere on the show. Backstage stuff is arguably better. We've talked about the NXT formula. This is a good week for us. A good week for us. A good week for us. Um, some of the wrestling I found stupid, dumb, fun, and good. Some of it, like, really soulless, but stupid. <laughs> There's a lot of stupid stuff on the show. That's why I watch it. But is I watch it because it. nobody that attends those shows has got a soul? So that's why sometimes <laughs> the wrestlers have got to find it in that building. And people who produce it don't have a soul as well. True. <laughs> And as the, when I got into work this morning, two things I immediately spoke to, to Sidge about. Number one, Jude, Jude Bellingham's goated. Yes. And uh, number two, we've already got a game planned for next week's NXT preview, which is just always so exciting. We'll get to it, though. We'll tease that a little bit later. Yeah. Uh, the show started with the number one contenders match. It was Wesley versus Ilya Dragunov to see who faces Carmelo Hayes at NXT. No, merci. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you yeah. spent four weeks doing that. <laughs> four weeks workshop. Yeah, we're doing this. I know you. I know you're in labour right now. We're doing this. No, no. Like it's French. It's like it's French, isn't it? So different. European. <laughs> back. He's back. Uh, yeah, um, they kicked the crap out of each other. These two. Um, the uh, the break went. They went to the break after big tope from Wesley. Uh, then he got cut off by Dragunov, and he got suplexed onto the announce desk. Uh, when we come back, yeah, they're just trying to take each other's head off. There was a slow-mo bit of Dragunov just getting nailed in the head with a kick. Oh, my God. Uh, Wesley hit a running Spanish fly for a two-count, went for his finisher, Dragunov blocked it, and then Lee countered the counter with a tornado DDT. Um, 
Wesley did his best. Uh, it's not. I don't know. It's not his move technically, but I always think of Damian Priest when everyone leaps over the corner bit yeah. to the outside. Looks cool, doesn't it? A flip dive over the over the ring post to the outside. Um, Dragunov comes back, sets up for the superplex. Uh, no, hits the superplex. Sorry, sets up for that. What's it called? His forearm smash thing. Oh, he does that. That yeah. gets a two count. Sets up for the the torpedo thing. Um, Lee blocks it with a knee strike, but he's still in a bit of a dodgy place um, from the offense that he's taken. Dragunov falls back into the ropes, bounces off, and uh, hits another um, forearm to the back of Wesley's head. One, two, three. Dragunov's going to oh, no. uh, to face Carmelo Hayes, who comes out and sort of jaw jacks with him whilst Wesley gets caught off, uh, carried off to the back with the uh, staff and Shawn Michaels and medical people all around him. I'm surprised Wesley's not going to be wearing an eye patch the size of Ely Dragunov's erection in this one. Right up his street yet again. was like, fight me! Hit me! Like, it's weird. Yeah, it uncom- uncomfortable to watch, realistically, <laughs> but I get the point and what they're doing with it, and the character's probably going to work when he fights Gunther again on the main roster, so it'll be fine. Mm. Um, I like this. I didn't love it. We get a lot of this from Dragunov, and I can't... I don't think I can yet articulate why some just work better for me than others. I don't know if it's the stakes. I don't know if it's just sometimes the vibe in the building. Like, doesn't quite match. I can't fault Dragunov at this point because he creates a vibe, even if there isn't one for the match. But I don't necessarily think the fans were with this struggle as much as the wrestlers were willing to give them it. And I, like, But I loved it nonetheless. I just mm. wasn't one of the ones that ranks higher on for either, actually, because Wesley's got them in him. Wesley, you missed this when you were off. An unbelievable finish to the Wesley. It was at the Wesley Carmelo Hayes match where he just went for that all or nothing dive. Yeah. And just smashed himself. Darby Allen levels of like risk and protection. Ooh. Just smashed himself in at the barrier, gave it all on one of them corner dives. Died doing it, lost the match as a result. Wesley is now on a losing streak and panicking more to try and fix it. So he's making bigger mm. and more deadly mistakes, as you've seen with how he lost here and the, the nature of what we got of him later on. So I really love this development for Wesley. It is not. Loser that keeps losing is a loser. It's a guy that is overcorrecting, trying to fix the problems he's on. So, and he's a wrestler that can pull that off in ring. So I really like that from Wesley. And it's got us to dragging off Mello. And he's the right opponent because Mello feels like he's floundering. And I just don't think he can against Dragunov. If you're going to do like the usual back and forth template where, oh, hang on, drawing on the fighting spirit that I learned from tape trading, <laughs> I might have something left in the tank before I do the double down. For that kind of match, I have to. There has to be a certain ingredient in it that just unglazes my eyes. And helpfully, the ingredient here was really stupid stuff, <laughs> <laughs> like that German onto the announce table. Oh my god! Yes, like kill people in these goddamn things. I need to feel alive some way, somehow. Big Joseph, a Loki got his seller of things happening. Considering how often they happen at the table, he's never ready he's for it. He's not Loki though, is he? No, he's not. He's Loki. Nothing, I suppose. Panics a lot whenever yeah, he goes. Yeah. He's good. Quite <laughs> like watching his panic. So that was good. And like I saw, you know, every now and then, if you're on X or Twitter, like very little from NXT penetrates. That doesn't trend or anything like that. I saw loads of people kicking off at the. Backflip chop cell. Mm. Why not? Let's <laughs> be stupid about it. Yeah. Why the hell not? Um, and the finish genuinely looked like he'd stoved his f***ing heathen. <laughs> <laughs> like, it looked horrible. Yeah. yeah. And if you're going to finish off Wesley in a really decisive, well, I got beat. And there's kind of no coming back from that. I got my head taken off. I might as well quit. 
you know, that kind of finish, the execution was like, it's one of those where it was like a mega tier of how have you not got a concussion? Mm. That's what I'm like, that's the thing Kenny Omega's ruined wrestling for me. Every, <laughs> when he does like certain V triggers or, you know, I say, how have you not concussed him? Mm. How have you not like broken that man's orbital bone? And that's the, the physical timing and the impact and the sleight of hand. It has to be really special for me to describe any wrestler as reaching that level, and this finish was that tier. It's the Gunther model right now, isn't it? Because in with if you think about like Sheamus or Gable or the WrestleMania match, they reach that point where only the kill shot will do. Yeah. And Gunther's the one that's got it. I know like it's obvious fantasy booking to say this dragon off Gunther thing will happen, because of course it will. The styles are too similar and the matches in the past have drawn too much acclaim or match singular. Either way. Like they're kind of arriving at that point with Dragunov in terms of like how he wins these big matches, and indeed when he gets beat, how it feels when he loses. You could, you could do like a kind of, I don't know, like European, like German wrestling WXW Ultimate Challenge Hogan Warrior thing with these two. Yeah, something has to give when they fight each mm. other. That's there on the like, I don't know, Triple H would love that, wouldn't he? You could see that being a main roster thing way more now than oh, it would yeah, have been yeah. a few years back. Uh, time to get serious oh, then. Just in time for Vince to come back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, there was a video package recapping Braun Breaker attempting to murder Von Wagner uh, at the close of last week's show. And uh, we're up, uh, updated to find out that Von Wagner has a minor skull fracture and um, anal bleeding. <laughs> no timetable for his return uh, because of his medical history. Um, and then we're going to get a reaction to this from one Baron Corbin, who, of course, was sat on commentary for this. Uh, he says, what I saw was vicious. Um, Von Wagner's never going to be the same after he got his head smashed in by Bron Breaker and the ring steps. Uh, calls him out. Out comes Bron Breaker. He says, Bron, what you did last week, I don't know how to put into words. What you did was freaking awesome. <laughs> and Bron's like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's great. I really killed a guy. Just to stop there. Yesterday, I was saying to you, like, the... They have done weeks of, like, Baron Corbin. I don't care about any of this. I love that this made him care. Like, suddenly that that's in place for that reason. Yeah. Is That's the plot we talk about. They put these things in place for a yeah. stupid reason. What's going to make Baron Corbin give a toss about any of this? He tried to kill a guy. <laughs> I like that. Uh, and Bron was like, yeah, it was so cool, wasn't it? You're an idiot. <laughs> he says, you think I did this to get your approval? I did it because he put me through a table, so I ended his career. Close my eyes, I can still feel it. I'm about to smash it in his head. All the turmoil and the fear. I didn't like it. Oh, I loved it. It's good job. Rock. Why are they all jacking it? <laughs> <laughs> it's a good job we didn't leave early as well. I didn't like it. Oh, well, I'm out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Come back. I loved it. <laughs> um, Baron says, look, I appreciate you're not afraid to get your hands dirty. Uh, I was going to pay you fine, uh, but I'm not doing that now. <laughs> You're 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 too, you're you're too much of anything now. You're, you're too evil. Uh, we ended. Why do you like that a minute ago? <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. He said, "You ended the career. Congratulations, <laughs> trying an Olympian's career at WrestleMania." And then I'll start reading my Wikipedia page. Uh, and Bron's like, "Sure, I don't care." Uh, Brown's like, "You should want my respect," and he's like, "I don't, I don't, I don't need it." Uh, Let's, let's have a bare knuckle fight then. Me versus you, no old bard at no mercy. Uh, and spend the next three weeks calling your family because I'm going to kill you as well. And I said this to Usage. I was like, who am I meant to be supporting in this match? Oh, and uh, Baron said, "You need because you, there's a lot you need to learn. And they started slapping each other, basically. I thought this was great. And I don't know how 
I don't get this. As you say, it went in a hundred different directions. <laughs> it was almost like you were waiting for, oh, I see where this is going. Right, I'm challenging you to a bare fight. Oh, yeah, good one. I'm not going to fight you. See you later. And then he actually leaves and there's no match announced. That was the only natural conclusion, and yet we got the match. Uh, you're sick, but you're not sick enough. Yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, I don't know if this was like force of will from the pair of them. I was laughing at points watching <laughs> it. I was, I was into it as a result. Yeah. I was like, I think I need to see this match, and I cannot tell you how they've sold me on it because... Neither of them wanted to give an inch about the... Per- it was Undertaker's speech over and over again. Nice try, big man, I don't sleep. Yeah, well, I don't sleep either. I've never slept, in fact. I've, I never slept before you were born. I've so. never blinked. Yeah. <laughs> Just this constant one-upmanship where they both became bigger losers the more they said. I loved it. No notes. <laughs> I just don't know who, you, who am I cheering for. Von's lying there dead in a hospital over this. <laughs> yeah. Like the- I'm cheering for Von Wagner, basically. Robert Stone comes out in the middle and the two of them just deck him. Oh, what if Bobby Stone's the ref? One, two. I don't know if I want this violence. I don't know what I freaking want anymore. Yeah, I loved it. (laughs) uh, No comment. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to say. Stupid, man. Uh, Then it was time for uh, Briggs Jensen and their new friend Miles Bourne versus the Boring Bastards. Uh, I'm really looking forward to your recap here because I've completely forgot what happened. My mate, oh, it's a big one. My recap's a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> because they had a fight. They spilled to the outside. Then I think some moves would have happened. This was about a story. Yeah. This wasn't about the moves. Well, uh, yeah, I, I was. that's what I'm invested in. Yeah. Because, I mean, it was the briefest. <laughs> How long has Miles been, born, been with Briggs and Jensen? A week? Two weeks? Two, it was two weeks ago that NXT Anonymous captured Fallon being like, don't have to sweep the ring forever. You can... Sweep my heart. That's right. Like that. And then... Sweep me off my feet. Yeah, and then last week... And it put was... me on my back. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of thing. Because yeah. they're all going to have full sex. Yeah. That's but what was implied, wasn't it? Oh, absolutely. And then the boring bitches were like, pick your side. So, yeah, about two weeks. <laughs> anyway, the okay. boring bitches being Dempsey and Gulag. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Damon Kemp. Damon yeah. Kemp, yeah. So, they spilled to the outside. Um, Miles Bourne pulls Fallon Henley out of harm's way. They have a brief moment just staring into each other's eyes. And then Miles Bourne remembers what he's there for, which is to completely betray Briggs and Jensen. As uh, I think Jensen's trying to slide in, he just gets spun around into the ring post, thrown in to uh, Kemp. Gulak and Dempsey make sure Briggs can't do anything. One, two, three. But we potentially, I'm always get, trying to get back to a, I can't remember which one it was, whether it's Jensen or Briggs, with Fallon Henry. Doing the Jim and Pam. Yeah. yeah. That's it, isn't it? Like... Miles Bourne and Fallon Henley have this thing, but he's made his choice. And then it's going to become about whether Fallon... Jensen pick, is. Fallon picks Miles Bourne and turns heel and goes with the Bourne and Drew Gulak group or, like, sees what was in front of her the whole time. Yeah, yeah but they haven't <laughs> picked up this thread in months. Yeah, it's, It was a one-week thing. <laughs> it was, wasn't it? Literally one week where... When, how was it implied? I've even forgotten. They that. said the same thing at the same time. They're kind of like finishing each other's sentences stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he was like, anyway, anyway, great talk, best friend. See you later. I'm <laughs> off to f***. Like, and like Keanu James was like throwing it all out. So let's try and see if we can finish the sentence at the same time. So after, th- after three, Triple H is. One, two, three. Triple Boring. H is cooking. Oh, <laughs> well, that was a shag. That was finished, yeah. <laughs> it's a real sizzling sexual chemistry. Yeah. It, it, You're it, right, it doesn't feel like I've been of, married for years. <laughs> I saw a tease in there where he was like, I'm trying to get on Keanu James. Yeah. 
And then it was like, you know, you two should be together. And then stop being with Keanu James. It's like, finally, here we go. And they went, I'll just put you off telly. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But who knows? Maybe now Miles Bourne is going to try and kid him. Valen. But he's been there all along. (laughs) Sort of. Not not been picked up over six months, like you say. (laughs) Regardless, it's time time for us to go to Chase U. Uh... Andre Chase finishes off the class. Duke's off to watch the tournament. He says, uh, you seen Thea Hale? Because uh, this week she hasn't shown up to the end of class. <laughs> and uh, Duke goes, oh, terrible 20s. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> that, that like highlights the stupidity of what we're doing here, isn't it? Like a 12, 13-year-old falling in with a bad crowd when they started secondary school. And they're like, we're doing that with Thea Hale. She's in her 20s. We're going to have to invent <laughs> yeah. a thing that apparently happens in everybody's life. Yeah. Uh, he checks her phone location, but she's just turned it off. She's hanging out with JC. Right, where were they? Because they weren't at a bar. I was befuddled by this. Was it just, were they it just in like a house kitchen? party? Uh, it was, yeah, they was just like in someone's <laughs> kitchen. They were having a normal they, drink. They went round to someone's house. They couldn't even be bothered to uh, have yeah. a budget for a bar. What about the mall? You know, it could have been anywhere. It could have been the mall, could have been a bar. But they were in a kitchen. Oh, it was a kitchen. It was yeah. a sink, yeah. So it was like, it be a house party. A dodgy house party. Uh, and, I've uh, been at some dodgy house parties, yeah. though. And uh, JC's like, oh, some guys, this is NXT right at its best, some guys over there eyeing us. And Thea Hill goes, yeah, that's what they do. They've got eyes. Uh, they come over. <laughs> they come over. And they go, all right, JC, how was your weekend? She's like, yeah, good. We went out. Uh, oh, you went out, did you, Thea? She went, oh, yeah, I went out for my birthday. And they go, <laughs> and you stay up at your bedtime. Do you have to get permission from Mr. Chase? How do they know what JC is? <laughs> is this a frat house? Maybe. That's why they all know Mr. Chase. Also, I like the fact that... Frat House to Chase you. And that's why Jace Jane's there, because she's enrolled enrolled to corrupt Thea Hill. She had to go through, like, like invest thousands of dollars. She does cool studies. Yeah, Yeah. that's it. She's doing cool. She's doing normal studies, (laughs) right? When she's spent thousands of dollars on this for the purpose of, like, I'm going to enroll and then take Thea away, Mm -hmm. and then we're both going to leave at the same day. (laughs) We never arrived at that conclusion, because it's absolutely impossible to believe that Chase you is a real academic institution. And Thea Hale's going to be like, given that, like, Andre Chase is going to be like, look, you're only uh, 10 credits from graduation. Yeah. What's it going to be? And she's got to decide. And then, like, uh, yeah, Jace, well, if, Jace, you, Jace, if she doesn't do that, she can't go to prom. Well, yeah. JC James bought a look. I've got you this new hat, and it says bad to the bone on it. And she's got a bit between the bad to the bone hat and the graduation mortarboard. Uh, What's it going to be? So, yeah, they're like, Chasey, why hanging out with, why hanging out with little girls? And at this point, I realised one of them has a dinosaur on his T-shirt, right? So I don't know what, what was going on. Uh, and Jason's like, don't talk to her like that. Slaps him, right? This, another bit I didn't understand. So Thea loses it. She's like, I'm a grown-ass woman. Don't need permission. She starts beating the other guy up. Kimura's him. She kicked him in the balls, and the sound of Big Ben chiming happened. What was that all about? It's like the classic sound effect, isn't it? Yeah. Classic comedy. <laughs> but... When people run fast, it goes whoosh. When people kick in the balls, big bong from a clock. <laughs> Did you not see the birds flying around his eyes? Yeah. <laughs> they run off crying, basically. They leave the frat house or whatever this is. Um, and then Thea Hale's like, yeah, I'm fed up of wearing all these Chase U clothes. Next week, we're going shopping. Oh, my God. And... It's not the game, so yeah, we just need tease. Good point. Tease for a potential game next week. Oh, great. Okay. Save something for the preview, boys. Yeah. Just on this. Remind me, because I'll definitely forget. 
I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to email, I'm going to message the three of us now, just so I, we don't forget. Yep, 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 yep. yep, yep. On this, because this was yet more excellent character development. So we can now add to the list, along with a winning streak, the likes of which she's never had as a member of Chase U, we can now add empowered around arsehole men. Yes. So tell me how JC Jane is taking it down the wrong path. Yeah, I know. Things just get better and better and better for Thea Hill. I know. And like, she doesn't have to wear school uniform all the time. Isn't also a positive, probably. Also, <laughs> don't students like wearing like hoodies that say like University of whatever? Isn't this the stupidest thing ever? <laughs> like they are telling the opposite story they should be telling if yeah. you're meant to believe that Chase you are baby faces and it's a nice academic institution. Surely isn't the next plot development of... JC Jane trying to corrupt Thea Hale is that they go to a party, right? And it's Thea and it's JC. And what do they see in the kitchen? A couple of lame wards. Yeah. Okay. They see a couple of lame wards, and JC Jane goes, <laughs> she goes, look at those lame wards over there. What are you drinking? Oh, you're just drinking some sodas. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you're not drinking um, a kegger like the bad girl, JC Jane, the bad seed. And then she's like, gets a drink and just smashes it out, slaps it out of those, the lame wads' hands. And the lame wads have got like the glasses with like the bandage yeah. Yeah. on what's this bit called? Yeah, the, the bridge of the glasses. Bridge of the glasses. Saved by the bell nerds. Yeah. Because they've already spiked the punch. Yeah. Because they've already been broken. And um, just trying to fit in. And Thea Hale would typically go over and be like, Thea yeah. Hale, Thea Hale is going, hmm, I'm not sure about that. Sounds like bullying to yeah. me. And JC Jane is going, What do you think, Thea? And Thea's like, uh, You're a lame ward. And then she feels a bit bad, but no, she's fed up with Chase you, and this is what bad people do. Yeah. Someone As Hamlet very correctly points out, she was in self-defense, and she's empowered herself against creepy guys. Yeah. That's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> they are so stupid. The value system in this company genuinely puts me off actually engaging with it. It is. It's broken in that respect, isn't it? Like every every day at Chase U is a. Not really, every day with JC Jane. <laughs> oh, this is this is part of cool class. Don't forget, we've not. We've, they're, they're, it's an extracurricular activity now. Is she trying to take the hill to help start her own school? JSU. <laughs> yep, <laughs> I like it. Duke, you never rhymed. Yeah, that's where he was. Duke, Duke, Duke University. Duke. Make a kick-ass Duke. Um. Dana Brooke was in action next. <laughs> third person. Best story in wrestling. This. <laughs> All right. <laughs> third person hit a roundhouse kick. Flying uh, body press off the top rope. Flying. One, two, three. Uh, and Dana Brooke. It wasn't really horrific, was this? No. And then, but then. Uh, Dana Brooke, the veteran, coming back to be carried by somebody that's been on the roster a year. Yeah. Kalani Jordan's there with Dana Brooke. And Brooke, like, shakes Lyra Valkyrie's hand and then goes to attack her. Can't even do that. Kalani Jordan stops her. What's going on? She falls on banana peels that aren't there. I know. This is amazing, this story. A loser, disliked by the fans, even when she's playing a baby face, embraces being a heel and is bad at that. I love it. <laughs> she's going to turn on Kalani Jordan and they're going to say, what has happened to Dana Brooke? This. <laughs> like, yeah. look at the life that she's had to lead. Wouldn't you? Um, favorite bit of the show came next. Um, Eddie Thorpe's backstage with Mackenzie. Um, 
talking about Dijak. And he says, uh, I'm not, I've barely calmed down when I'm, I'm dealing with that bloody snake, Dijak. Dijak appears on the telly and goes, look where I am. Your meditation space. He's just next to a tree somewhere, basically. <laughs> he says, oh, Eddie, you need to be more vicious, which is why I'm going to come here and mark your territory. He took his belt off. I thought, what are you going to do with that? <laughs> yeah. And he started whipping a Having tree. Having <laughs> Mark his territory. Like he's going to take his belt off and have a piss up against it. <laughs> no. Punk red. He beat up a tree. He did. He didn't just beat up the tree. He took off the belt, right? People do not list, watch this show. They listen to this podcast. So let's just illustrate <laughs> yeah, this sorry. a little bit more. So he's in his meditation center. And I, I don't want to be trivialized this, even though they trivialized it. Yeah. What it's meant to be is like sacred grounds yes. or whatever. And the whole, the heel heat here is that it's really sacred ground that Eddie Thorpe goes to after a loss or after any match or whatever. Yeah. To centre himself. To centre himself and all the rest it's of like it. It's like it talks about like his past. I don't yeah, know, like and you know, like uh, Eddie Thorpe's character is steeped in native traditions. Yep. So we're not, we're not trivialising no, no, no. that. We are saying that they trivialised it. And um, Dijak gets his belt and like, he's got like an axe. Yeah. If you've got, chainsaw. again, an axe or a chainsaw and chop down a tree to think, oh my God, he's, you know, desecrating the sacred yeah. ground. He gets a belt... <laughs> Does no damage to the tree. <laughs> the bark didn't even come off. And he hits it in a way, right, where the only thing missing from the scene was him going, eh, 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 eh. <laughs> you know, a petulant, eh, eh, like a child would do. You know, like Millhouse playing with the buttons on the jet. It's like doing that with a tree. It's like, what the f is this? There is no heat. What? He'd have been better off carving his name in. Like, do you know if we, we play anything to that tree except what he did? Exactly. Piss on it. Come on it. <laughs> chop it down. So if carve it up. If I'd have come in, if I'd piss come on back it. Come on it. Week, chop it down. That was the original retribution. Time, yeah, yeah. <laughs> If I'd have come back next week and you just said, "What do you reckon Dijak did to to really annoy Eddie Thorpe?" I'd have said, "Like, yeah, stolen his like ceremonial dress that he wears." Or burnt down that area, or chopped down that tree. Or you wrote. wouldn't even know the area existed. He would have said something like, "Oh, maybe he's like destroyed his mixing desks, uh, mixing decks." Yeah. Or he's like snapped all his vinyls, and they love props, so there's like shards of black vinyl all over the floor. Yeah. Or something. They kind of a little bit reflective, so you could even do a nice shot of his face in the vinyl. Nailed it. But he's just whipped a tree instead. <laughs> I think at this point, if we're on podcasting, our job should be right NXT or AW, right? Can't be bothered with the main roster. <laughs> Here's the show. Pick it apart in advance to make it better. Yeah. Yes. Script advisors. Like a script we'll advisor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no notes on what came next. Do I it. can't book. I never pretend that I could book. No. But like, you know, we're not of Native We're very American much back. the Vince Russo army. You deal with all the wrestling sort of thing. We'll deal with the... Like, we're not of Native American background. Like, remember when... IRS tore Tanker's headdress, and it felt like he'd committed a crime. It was a horrible transgression. It was really awful yeah. to watch. It was like, really effective. Tanker's tied in the ropes as it's happening in tears, and you're like, I mean, I buy that. Right there, he didn't leave a mark on the tree, and I know it's not about that, but like, he's hitting it with his belt. What you meant if you're, if you're Eddie Thorpe and you're not like told in the script, yeah. you are to look really sort of upset by this. He was like a real character, a real person. What, what would he think? Just <laughs> <laughs> whipped a tree. <laughs> it was all going to be made. <laughs> You're asking them to do symbolism. They can't do it, can't they? No. Like you can't. Oh, go, go for the literal object. That's that's the attack, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. No. All going to be made worse by something. We'll save it till later. So Dirty Dom's walking backstage. He walks up to Mello and says, just copying me. Uh, to determine a number one contender by having a number one contender's <laughs> match. Uh, 
And Dom's like, you know, you might be world champion, but you always said this was the A championship, and I'm the North American champion now. And uh, Mello says, let's have a bare knuckle fight then. So we set up a champion versus champion match for next week. Cool. That will be cool. It'll have a finish. <laughs> completely play into the events of No Mercy, and we'll be und- indecisive. WWE is backwards, so Dominic is doing this, what, two, three years into his main roster run while he's already held gold on the main roster and now he's coming with the North American title. This has proven to be a very effective developmental run for Dominic Mysterio because it comes across like a really big deal on this brand. Um, Maybe that was the path all along. Send him up on the main roster, sink or swim, then hoi him in NXT for two years to to get some seasoning because the confidence he has on this show, and obviously it must be helped by every week going out there on Raw and speaking at the camera five minutes at a time. He looks a level above, I think, in these backstage segments. Not ideal when Melo is him, but, you know. Becky Lynch is with Mackenzie. She talks about her time in NXT. Um, No one thought she'd ever be champion. And now, 10 years later, she's here and and no one doubts her. Uh, She's going to walk out with the NXT Women's Championship. Kiana James shows up. Are you lost? Uh, Don't want Becky here. If If I was facing you, I'd send you back to Bloody Raw, probably. Uh, and Lynch says, well, the man's coming around to NXT. It's going to happen a whole lot more, and that's not good news for you. Yeah. Becky's got that young daughter, hasn't she? She's probably getting a lot of Boss Baby 2 vibes off uh, Kiana Yeah, James. yeah, yeah. Big time Bex and big business Kiana. Can't wait. I hope she starts doing some more business. I miss her doing a business. I know. They're not really doing their jobs. They're too busy wrestling. She's doing a lot of wrestling, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what's Sean doing? What's, go- what's going on there? He's taking his eye for ball. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Um, then it was time to address the elephant in the room. <laughs> yeah, Nelly was on uh, NXT getting <laughs> ridden by Noam Dahl whilst he watched Tyler Beat versus Axiom. No! Global Heritage Journal. They all dressed as like safari. They were on safari, weren't they? Have they been doing this? He was buzzing at having six weeks of not having to wrestle. So <laughs> he's living his best life in NXT, he didn't he, no, yeah. How long was he in NXT UK for? Uh, for as long as it existed, probably. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was on the main roster before that, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes, he yeah. was. Yeah. Alicia yeah. Fuchs. <laughs> remember that. Um, look, Tyler Bay and Axiom are great. So they had a really enjoyable match. Mm. 
Uh, Axiom drop kicked him to the outside, hit a big moonsault off the top, um, rolled him back in, crossbody takedown. Uh, there was a crucifix pin. Bait rolled through, though, got Axiom up on his shoulders and did the big strong boy spin and slam to take us to a break. When we come back, um, Bait's coming off the top, but Axiom catches him in a sleeper. Um, Bait powers out of it, though. Another spin to Axiom. Axiom counters that with a poison rana. Um, Axiom tries to grab him, but Bait counters with a brain buster for a near fall. Bait goes up top. Axiom hits him with a big kick. There's a super Spanish fly. Um, Axiom gets another near fall, transitions into a submission. Bait escapes, comes off the ropes, clothesline. Tiger driver 97, one, two, three. Catnip, if NXT is the only show you watch in the week, but uh. who, who does that really describe? Like, this is NXT's G1 if the G stood for good. Like, all of these matches have been pretty solid. None have been great. It's this idea that, like, they're actually trying, I guess, to make the Heritage Cup matter rather than it's been a bit of a joke and a bit of a punchline so far. And Noam Dar feels like in this character, he's holding it hostage. And whoever gets the shot has had to go through this wrestling, like, trial you know, all winning all these matches, getting all these points on the board. So it's effective, but I don't think it's that exciting. I just continue to struggle. I'm becoming Rip Rogers, man. <laughs> like I continue to struggle with the 7 out of 10 modern wrestling match, which this was. I thought this was soulless. I thought they were just yet again doing things that they think that the crowd likes now, using their athletic gifts there's no sense of like, I don't know. It doesn't feel like this stuff's on the cutting edge and it hasn't been for years. And like, I'm really struggling with it. And I hate to use like a really, you know, if you had a burger from McDonald's every day, that you would pretty much get bored by it. <laughs> like, I wouldn't, right? So I'm trying to think of different yeah. than else. <laughs> I love McDonald's, mate. <laughs> like, if you saw a fireworks display every night, mm. uh, it's the most boring, tedious, overdone metaphor, but I, it's all I can think to describe the size is, right, I'm bored now. And the more that they do certain sequences that set up a cool move, I just think, well, you're an idiot for doing your setup. It just, it's eating itself in every way. Mm. Like the Tyler Bates weird jump into the top rope. When he, when it comes off, oh, that looks good. It looks like, I don't know, it's just silly, but I like it. To do that, then just get hit with a Spanish fly, it just ruthlessly undermines why he does that stupid setup in the first place. And I think the more I see this style, the more I start to just get mad at things I would usually have a little bit of latitude towards, you know? Like, you're an idiot. I think it's been the same since he was 17, and I know now he feels like he's about 117, <laughs> even though he's in, like, 26 or something. But, like, my issue with Tyler Bate, he, ha he has greatness within him, and the great matches are there. There's evidence in his past. He is one of those wrestlers that you've described there, and there's loads of them, that, like, desperately need to heal for his matches to really spark up. Yeah. Like, these all-babyface ones. And that, that, I think it's a bigger problem when it's an all-babyface one because at least the heel can cheat or cut off and then yeah. you get like, right, I'm in now. Because you want to you want to see him do the big, strong boy stuff. You yeah. want to see it. You don't. You want to believe that he can't do it anymore and then that, he does it and all the rest of it. Like, I'm way higher on the fact that they've hired Butch in the tournament. Yeah. Like that, there's the chemistry. Lean on that. Like, situational. All the video package stuff. The yes. Ass. Proper Pete Dunne cheating stuff. Their best chemistry. Their best combination. That's what I'm into, not these, like, exhibition flyer displays because you're just not feeling... I don't know, yeah, like, the, the the energy behind Tyler Bates' supposedly unique offense is completely diluted by the time you get there. Yeah. And Axiom, actually, as well. Similar wrestler in that respect. Like, he's got so many matches where you've just been wowed at how he's done what he's done when he's done it. And 
You get none of that in these ones. No, I just I'm sick of it, man. I'm Rip Rogers now. Have they had any interactions between Butch and Brom Breaker, like barking at each other between like a gate or something? No, I hope so. That's what they need to do. Two separate wrestler houses with two separate. Ruh, 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 ruh. Beware of dog. And they can easily get to each other. Don't obviously do that. That could be a this is your thing. Like there's an NXT postman and he's scared of going to Butch and Braun Breaker's houses because of the beware and of that's dogs. how they become a tag team. Yes. They unite like the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Mm. Yeah. And then the dogs, that's a team name. <laughs> the dogs just become like pals. They've got those, they've got that dog. So an evil, it has to be heel postman. Hmm? Or better, no, they're Postman baby, baby face. Baby face uh, postman, yeah. sorry, yeah. Because yeah. they attack people. And then they can turn baby face when, like, um, I don't know, someone tries to put them in a cage or something. Yeah. Yeah. Send them off to the pound. Yeah. Actually, that literally happened in NXT with Rick Steiner. They actually put him in the dog cage. Oh, yeah. yeah. Kennel from Hell match. Yep. There's loads that can do with this. Come on, NXT. <laughs> make, yeah. a, make a postman. <laughs> it's not that too. No. They're like, hey, come on. We're not going to do that. It's not ridiculous. We're not going to do that. And tonight, I'm going to deliver. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll put the st- you can put the stamp on. Yeah, this stamp is his finish, obviously. Yep. Not the stomp. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Wins with a small package. Yes. Licks his lips like he's licking a... I mean, <laughs> tribute to the past. He's called Postman Pat Patterson. Postman Pierce. Yeah, Postman Pierce down there. The gimmick's been hiding there all along. Yeah. Yeah, Butch is interviewed and says... <laughs> <laughs> talks about his amazing history with Tyler Bates. Butch is interviewed and goes... Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're fighting next week. Cool. Um, That's cool. What was, that, what was the chant in Chicago that year? UK was it UK or British wrestling? Which one? Was? Remember they got that chant at that take. British wrestling. <laughs> British wrestling. Daddy, hey stacks. Um, a cup of piss. <laughs> time for more tree stuff. <laughs> uh, Joe Gacy's there with Ava. She hasn't got a surname. She's a rock star. Um, <laughs> don't know why that's so funny it's to me. Such a popper, isn't it? See, they're out there, and if you thought what Dijak did to a tree was bad, this tree's dead. It's rotten. It's withered away. Now they're all alone. They're isolated. Their roots are buggered. And they put their hands on the tree, and that's it. Uh, what I love about this is, like, I make the point that Tony Khan just gets obsessed with things. Oh, I like Battle Royals this month, or this year. Oh, another tournament. Oh, let's have Commander lose, what, like six times <laughs> yeah. in ten episodes of Dynamite. Yeah. It's like just... It's just these little obsessions. Yeah. These little fads. And now Shawn Michaels is doing it with trees. <laughs> <laughs> I love trees, me. Yeah. Two, two on this show? Yeah, Sean. That, uh, as you wish, Sean. It's that whole thing about, like, whenever anybody discovers a thing, it's like, hey, guys, you heard about this thing? Yeah, we've been talking about it for years. Yeah, but I've just discovered it. Like, Shawn Michaels has been to his first forest or something. Yeah, yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ, see all well, these? Uh, that can't be right, because he's killed enough small animals <laughs> in, in woodland areas. He knows what a f- tree is by now. <laughs> I was going to say he was not used to things standing still when he was pointing his gun at them. But then <laughs> yeah, that's that's yeah. when he likes them. He doesn't he want the them. targets moving. Yeah, yeah. Uh, trick. <laughs> trick. <laughs> Imagine that. Like, Sean's got his gun. It's just like some deer just trying to live its life holding the gun. I'm sorry. I love, I love you. you. <laughs> Dead down weird. <laughs> <laughs> Looks at his hand and then puts his finger on the trigger. <laughs> I like 
I did like the fact that we transitioned from, I don't know what it was, crept tree stuff <laughs> to Trick Williams there watching it. And Melo's like, what are you watching? He's like, I know some bollocks with Joe Gacy. They love that transition in NXT. They're watching what's just occurred, but then they're not on the telly. So where's, where's that monitor? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Can we keep watching the monitor where there's just two hours of Joe Gacy and Ava looking at a tree? I also like the fact that Trick Williams basically just did the wanger symbol and you go, yeah, I'm watching that. <laughs> Uh, but he says, oh, I'll tell you what, I can relate to Joe, though, because I'm alone. And I was like, oh, my God, I want to do Trick Williams joins the museum. Oh, God. Uh, and I was like, you're not, you're not alone. Uh, and they're like, anyway, just preview the match for next week. And Trick's like, well, if you need me, I'm here. And Mello's like, I respect that. But, uh, you know, do my own thing sort of thing. And uh, in the midst of all this, Wesley drags a bin in the background and stuff. putting his stuff <laughs> Because I thought they were gonna like say something like, "You're right, Wes." But they just sort of looked and went, "Wesley, clean that locker." I guess it's like he was wanting them to, and they didn't. Oh, Wesley always bloody does this. Just don't act. Just let him do it. Like that, huh? What's that? Was that? Oh, nothing. All right, okay. I throw something even louder. In. This is just noises. <laughs> Yeah, where's the Trick Mellow gang's always going to be here? They leave. Is it? (laughs) They're losing me on this one. Like, I really like this one. He's going to get Mellow's going to get jumped. This Judgment Day going to screw over. Dom's going to get help from, like, Priest or whatever. It's been a judgment day. Remember when Finn Balor just beat him twice and now it happens? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe J.D. McDonough... sucks still. See you later. Maybe they're like, it's not judgment day is helping, but J.D. McDonough, like, lowers himself from the... You remember he was like a bat on that promo? Yes. He's hanging upside down for a bit. He's like, he's saying, I won't help you, and he's winking, but he's wearing his sunglasses, so he can't... <laughs> <laughs> When Wesley's like, I think they're losing the thread. This was good when it was quite ambiguous and quite nicely done over the course of the matches. These backstage segments are a bit cringeworthy. Uh, Horrible, man. Horrible. It actually sucks. (laughs) It does. It does. Yeah. Well, (laughs) not when it's all of our boys, the Creed brothers versus Idris and Ofe and Malik Blade. Loved all this. Blade and Ofe know they have to try and get the drop on the Creed, so they jump them early on. Fast pace, high spots. Uh, but Brutus just after a while, Julius came in. I, he's a this star. Is cartwheel suplex things are just awesome. Yeah. He's an absolute star. And then at one point, Idris was like, I think I, I, think I might have Brutus Creed done here. And then he just pounced him out of nowhere. Uh, and they hit the Brutus ball finish. I got to see it properly. That rules. Oh, so great. Yeah. The best. Uh, the only thing that was missing here. I see the Creed's an FTR. Yeah. The only thing that was missing was uh, Umberto and Angel Garza were watching this from the perch thing. I was just like, take your shirt off. I want to see this scratch on your chest. But they uh, they just were staring at him. Then Hank and Tank came down. And uh, then so did Lucian Price and Bronco Nima. And some people stared at each other and some people brawled, basically. I don't care how damaging it would be to the division after the fact. You know, like the tag gauntlets that you get where like baby faces have to try and survive. And they get three wins on the spin, but then the heels take the last win. Have the Creeds beat every single team one by one, then go to the main roster. Yeah, <laughs> like watch them. We are better than all of these people, and I don't even really want the Tony D and Stacks match. They've won. Yeah. The, they've won the NXT tag belts. Like this, 
it's that's not the ceiling anymore. That's not the glass ceiling to smash. Just dominate because it's they're kind of must see the creeds, but it's time to go. Maybe the creeds are the ones that help mellow, because then you've got the tag champs, Judgment Day. Ooh, yeah, maybe gets Works them closer to getting a pre uh, priest and ballot match. Yep. Yeah, I want to see creeds on the main roster now. Mm-hmm. There's no point messing about. They're just awesome. Um, oh, and uh, Tony D and Stax were seen watching this backstage at one point. That was the entire of their uh, appearance on this show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah! Hey, hey Stax! Bit more of an appearance on this goddamn show. I heard <laughs> through the door you see that line there. So I, I, how's it going, guys? <laughs> I'm very well, man. How are you? I'm good. tired this week. You know, uh, I feel a bit sorry for Wesley. Um, looking pretty sad, but uh, hey, you know, at least he's got his uh, vegan brother to go home to, Braca. Braca Lee! Huh? Oh, Stacks. Gonna take you a while to get back into it, Stacks. What's the deal with phones? Huh? Like phones? Yeah. Uh, the good. iPhone's coming out. The Apple event last night, I saw. <laughs> Were you there, Stacks? I uh, keep an eye on this one. Thing. <laughs> phones? <laughs> Weird law. Uh, a phone is a device with which you can call somebody who isn't in your physical vicinity. Invented well, a century ago, I don't know, a mm. long, long time ago, Starks. They used to do landlines, and now they used mobiles. And now, realistically, they call them phones, but who phones anyone? And the irony, Starks, <laughs> is that people use it to go on the internet, on their social media, to check the weather, to take pictures. People take more pictures than phone calls. Call them smartphones, but if you ask me, I think people are getting stupider. Yes, indeed. You know, people are, you know, they're more likely to take a picture of themselves than phone somebody else. What does that say about the state of the world, Stars? So true, Sidgy. You know, I might, uh, I might, I might fly over here. You know, I might fly over here. That was a philosophical question for you weren't interested, Stark. Shut the f- up, Sidgy. <laughs> On my, uh, you know, on my flight over here, guys, uh, the uh, air hostess said to me, uh, excuse me, sir, would you like some headphones? And I said, I sure would, but how do you know my friends call me phones? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Are we not your friends? I never called you phones. No, no, you call me stags, man. Just a, just a joke. Three questions, three jokes, boy. John in phones, Lorenzo. <laughs> It's not that stupider than Stacks. No offense, Stacks. Hey, Sage, what phone network? Three questions, two jokes. Three jokes, three questions. What, what phone network do you think they use in Star Wars? Huh? Um, this could be like Vodafone. Yoda phone. The Yoda phone! Yeah, yeah, yeah. That cool, buddy. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> Average question joke number two. What kind of trees are telephone moles, telephone poles made out of? Huh? A lot of tree stuff on this show. What kind of trees are telephone poles made from? Talk trees instead of oak trees. Talk trees. <laughs> Talk trees good. Um, Talk tree sounds like the kind of thing the alien would really appreciate. <laughs> yeah. Who's that little guy? Well, <laughs> oak. Uh, birch. I don't know any more trees. Um, I know Douglas firs because of Twin Peaks. My love oh. of that program, Douglas firs. 
That doesn't have anything to do with uh, what? Anything to do with it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's it set up against? Alex, the Get joke? a tree. The telephone poles made from. Have the word tree in it. This isn't it. I don't know that. I don't know stacks. What kind of trees are telephone poles made from? <laughs> big ones. Huh? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, gone early there, pal. Really? <laughs> How do you make... They're kind of both the same size, you know what I mean? So it doesn't really make any sense at all, even as like your deadpan non-punchline goes. <laughs> You've been learning stuff for trees about Shawn Michaels. You know what I mean? Like, that, it's... Yeah. This <laughs> You're just liking a good swear stacks. <laughs> Sage, how do you make your girlfriend scream during sex? Huh? <laughs> I um, this. I don't know, but I'm uh, open to any advice. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's this got to do with... What's the, the phone joke? <laughs> Has uh, it got to do something? It has got something to do with the phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like to confer and get the jokes right. Is, yeah. it, is it a phone sex joke? It's not really a girlfriend. You had to call somebody. implying you're a, such a dog. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. I'm, I'm the asshole. Right, so yeah. it's a punchline. Uh, set up again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's the punchline? How do you make your girlfriend scream during sex? Huh? <laughs> He's going to do the <laughs> set up here, right? How do you make your girlfriend scream during sex? <laughs> You ring her up and she sees your name or something like yeah, that. I don't know. Very close. How do you make your girlfriend scream during sex? Phone her and tell her about it. See you later, guys. <laughs> Big cheater, any? Bye. Bye, Stax. He cheats on his uh, women. Yeah, <laughs> he's trouble. Trouble like yeah. He's, uh, third person catches up with Becky Lynch backstage. Uh, and then Rock, the XNXT breakout tournament's coming back. Roxanne Perez is there talking to the girls about how much of a big opportunity this is. Uh, and then in comes Electra Lopez and Lola Vice saying... Like CM Punk. Everything, <laughs> everything's a dig at the punk lately, isn't it? There was like something about, a, like, didn't somebody lunge at somebody backstage? And it was like, that's a choice of words. They used lunge. They said yeah. 82,000. For whatever reason, they're just picking on the little engine that could. Yeah. Like... The other Khan in pro wrestling has been coy about CM Punk's Jesus. legacy and we all that. We talked about that in the news. That was a, a big sort of like, yep, good for you, mate. Yeah. Can I come back? Nope. Tony Khan's got a lot to learn from Nick about saying words and saying nothing at all, hasn't he? Because yeah. that answer really got people talking, and you read it a few times. What's actually said? <laughs> <laughs> said anything. Uh, and, uh, yeah, they say, causing problems in this locker room, you. Uh, and, uh, she says, well, chaos in the locker room is inevitable. Electra says, well, if you want trouble, you found. <laughs> I thought, what? Have I missed something or is this completely out of the blue? Say it one more time. She says. Who says? A completely blank. It's Electra so, to Roxanne Perez. Yeah, so you're causing issues in the locker room. And she says, well, chaos in the locker room is inevitable. And Electra says, well, if you want trouble, you've just found it. Remember, like, Keanu James burst in after she lost to Tiffany Stratton and yeah. she got in a bit of a fight with Roxanne Perez. They have. Oh, they, they have s- established this bit. The edict is, well, we need a punk person. And they've gone, uh, Roxanne, Roxanne Perez. Perez. <laughs> How the frig have they landed on her for this? Nothing but trouble. That's what I think. Lola says, I'm going to beat you up and I'm win the breakout tournament. Right. She's going to lose a first round match to her. Yeah. Done. I felt like Fallon Henley, like, has to choose between win the breakout tournament or love. Yep. That's called storytelling. Nathan Fraser! <coughs> oh, God, where are my manners? Um, oh, dear. 
People used Bye. to think that was entertaining. That, George yeah, Foreman. kind of songs and oh, stuff. Yeah. You could see what I could see when I'm cleaning windows. Horrible. Yeah. <laughs> I find it horrible. It's cringeworthy, isn't it? George Formby stuff. Ooh. Did they have, like, banter? <laughs> in the past. <laughs> you know what I mean? Did they have banter in the past? <laughs> I'm not sure. Some of those dickhead, like, lads. <laughs> Podcasts, subtitles on the screen. It's the first time you licked a muff. You know that kind of podcast. But seriously, we're talking about mental health. Did they have banter in the past? Because like, all them bloody walls. When was banter existing? When was that invented? Because seriously, they must have had banter if they think, oh, that's entertaining. I'm going to get my phone record on a gramophone and piss myself all night long. You can't have banter in like the workplace with the boys if you're listening to Formby it's definitely like as well these people like they'd be born in like I don't know like 1992 or something yeah probably definitely 2011 <laughs> if I remember let me check my banter records <laughs> uh. <laughs> coming soon YouTube yeah you haven't done so already sure subscribe for more of this yeah more of them did they have banter in the past <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Did the Beatles invent Pat? Yeah. You should, you, ask, you should ask who's got a good memory for this sort of thing. Who's that? Nelly. <laughs> <laughs> she never forgets. <laughs> I put cars on podcasts <laughs> in the 50s. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Nathan Fraser's fast. <laughs> so quick. He didn't. I wish he'd been doing a backstage interview. You showed me after oh, the sh- after the pod yesterday. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, it's my music. Take <laughs> out of it. Uh, superplex. Twisting neck breaker. One, two, three. Here is clearly not recovered from the um, three school crushing finales he'd eat on on Raw. For whatever reason, I like this a little bit more than the Axiom Tyler Bate match. I don't know why. It just felt more real. Yeah. I felt like they were, felt like they were each trying to win and not just trying to, you know, show off. You could like, you could bury Tazawa's very placement in this, but we did always you say, didn't we, about like the good G ones? People get really angry when the field isn't like ten elite guys. But you need people to lose. Yeah, and this was a way to do it and make That's it the glory of the G one. Like someone always does. You're always going to see a top star lose clean. Yeah, yep. it's, I, it's no surprise that that's one of those. Like beloved wrestling institutions of the past half many years. I know it goes way longer than that, but since the resurgence, people like it when they see big time matches of big time stars with a decisive result. It was when you were saying we were talking. You started talking about. I think you were talking on Twitter yesterday about Mox when he first went from Dean Ambrose to do G One. Yeah, and I remember us talking about it in the office, uh, or maybe even on videos or pods or whatever. And he sort of exploded on the scene, obviously, with his first with Juice Robinson match. And, yeah, the and then I remember you suddenly going, hang on, I'm doing the maths here. He's going to have to lose some G1 matches soon. Yeah. And it was like, we, it, how? I know. Because he seems to be unstoppable. People would roll their eyes at like, Toriano. Yeah. Yeah. They would roll their eyes at Toriano. Why has he still got a place? How many of these things have you watched? And, uh, Can you not see why every single year? Why he gets a place? You know, Goto, I'm not a Goto guy, but like there would be that one great match in the middle where he'd beat Okada or something. Yeah. Six stars. What? <laughs> like, was like, oh, that's why. Right, I get it. Uh, Mr. G1, man. Yeah. Mr. Feeling. Mr. Vibe. 
wanting to watch five matches every day for a month. More! Yeah. More like the Homer Simpson donut thing. Yeah. Uh, so obviously, it's the Global Heritage International Tournament things just happening. So the guys are watching it in the back. And Joe Coffey's being interviewed. Uh, next week, he's facing Duke Bloody Hudson. And he says, oh, I'm, I'm odds on favourite. I'm top of the door. I'm joint top now. The only thing standing in my way is Duke. So I'm going to beat him up. Win Group B. Win the tournament. And Duke sat there listening to them do this. So he gets up and says... Um, Italy, uh, I've had the chase you lot, crunch some numbers, and if I win next week, it's a three-way tie for Group B, so um, maybe maybe you should call me the spoiler. And then he calls them flogs, which I've never heard before, which I quite like, you bunch of bloody flogs. No, I've heard that either, mystified, if I'm honest. Three, I like that. Three-way tie it is then? Nah, I've not even been keeping count. <laughs> <laughs> even after this, I've lost count. Well, just, uh, you look for the scenario where Joe Coffey doesn't move forward, don't you? Not so, with any luck, yeah. Yeah. Um, with his left foot. Mackenzie's with Mustafa Ali, and she's like, questionable circumstances, you winning last week. And he's like, well, Dad didn't. Not my problem. Um, however, Dom did it, whatever. Um, they weren't booing me, they were booing Dom. Um, I got caught up in the moment of winning, though, and then when I realised, that's why I chinned Dominic Mysterio. I'm going to bring the title home to NXT, and Dragon Lee walks in, uh, Brocco Lee's um, other brother, and... Uh, <laughs> Says, you see what he, he, he cheated. Like, well, he didn't cheat, but you got in the fast count last week, and he's like, "Yep." But uh, I'm gonna go and win the title, and when when I've won it, you can have the first match. I quite like this Mustafa Ali just completely not acknowledging the facts and saying, "Oh yeah, no fair play, let's run it back." Repeatedly dumb execution, but I always like watching Mustafa Ali try. There are so many times this company has forced him to try and get something over and make it make sense. That match last week, Dominic was calling it right down the middle and then just didn't. There's no reason for it. And then Moose Farley realised, not without being told, he just, like, his face changed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, it doesn't make any sense, but I like watching him try and perform these roles. Doing impossible jobs. I don't know. <laughs> pretty bleak. <laughs> When's his contract run out? That was the whole thing a while ago, wasn't it? He's been trying to leave for, like, We're going to make him run, it, run down the clock. Um... Wesley's leaving, he's walking out, uh, and he says, if I'm not going to No Mercy, no, NXT, no, Mercy, uh, I'm going home. Uh, and his wife's there, and he says, I'm done. And you think, wow, let's just let that sink in for a second. And Gigi Dolina attacks Blair Davenport, stood right next to them. I had no idea whether, it was like they ran out of time, they went, did, uh, did Tony Khan book this show? <laughs> <laughs> I like the trees thing, I'll have more of that. <laughs> Straight to the back. There was another. Why Wesley quit then? Well, for now, I guess. There's there's a, a thing in NXT of talking about like tropes and bookers relying on things. There there was a segment last week, and I cannot remember for the life of me who it was, where a conversation was taking place about something serious, broken up by bloody women having a fight. Remember this burst into a room? Oh, yeah. Like, they love this in NXT. Stop your frigging fight. I think it was like uh, Tony D and... Was it the tag team? The tag party thing they were having. Maybe. There was like, but just like some fighting women in a blur burst into a room, like the cartoon thing where you see a leg they and a hand. They all hate each other. They're <laughs> all at each other's bloody They love throats. it on this. They clone each other's bloody eyes out like the bloody cats they are. Catty bloody women. <laughs> that, that is what they say yeah. every week. <laughs> so yeah, Wesley has quit. He's uh, off to spend more time at home with his wife and his not very handsome brother, Ugg. Ugly. Uh, main event time, Becky Lynch. Should have had him walking further out of the car park. I'm going. Don't try and stop me. No, people closing the doors. One security guard. See you later, mate. Have you passed? No, I won't come back. Can I have you pass, actually. If you, <laughs> you need the lanyard. Can you? 
go in, you might as well. I'm in the parking lot. Nobody better attack me. First time ever, nobody does. Yeah. <laughs> I've got my bag with three things from my locker. I've been here for how many years? <sighs> Even brought my wife down to pick me up. It'd be a nightmare if I got attacked in front of my family. You know? Huh? Huh? <laughs> Lonely, more like. Hey! He kind of... Kept, he kept doing it. Like, Brock, I was starting thinking of the Lee family. I <laughs> Main event time. Oh. Jiminy's <laughs> NXT Women's Champion versus Becky Lynch for the title. Um, I was completely wrong, hands up. Yeah. I thought they were going to totally carny this. I, I think I called it DQ. You were at least giving us a finish. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, obviously, Becky Lynch gets an incredible reaction because, well, it's Becky Lynch. Um and they, I've, I thought they worked really well together. This just showcased how ready Tiffany Stratton arguably is for the main roster now. Uh, get into it. And then as we get to the near the finish, there's some great near falls in there. Missile drop kick by Becky Lynch. Stratton kicks out. Um, Stratton comes back with a pop-up powerbomb. And Lynch kicks out of that. Um, Stratton's uh, trying to hit that moonsault finish of hers, but Lynch blocks it. They tease a superplex, but Stratton... Coiser off the top and then hits a swanton bomb for a two count. Um, Lynch comes back and catches Stratton in a cross arm breaker. Stratton tries to deadlift her out of it, but gets hit with a Frankensteiner. Stratton comes back with a double stomp. Lynch kicks out again. Stratton goes for that moonsault finish, the prettiest moonsault ever. Goes onto the middle rope. Lynch springboards up to cut her off and then does a super Russian leg sweep off the middle rope to get another two count. Um, they go to the outside wall. She baits Lynch into going, going outside and gets uh, Becky gets sent into the ring steps. Stratton clears the announce desk, goes to powerbomb Becky through it, but Lynch escapes, hops onto the barricade, shoves Tiffany Stratton, who conveniently falls in the perfect place for uh, Becky Lynch to flying leg drop her, and the table does not move. Immense veteran instincts to go immediately, right? Get in that ring. Yeah, I've done the damage I wanted to do. Yeah. In you go. Um, comes off the top rope with a flying leg drop. Stratton kicks out. What a 2.9er from Tiffany Stratton. Yeah. yeah. Um, Lynch transitions into an arm bar. Stratton escapes. Uh, Liger bomb, near fall. Then Stratton looks like she's got the match won. She goes to the prettiest moonsault ever. This Be- finish. <laughs> <laughs> this finish. Oh, my God. Yeah. What music was that? I think it was like, <coughs> it was a guess the theme. Yeah, but I, I know that. That's why I'm asking who's music. I'm That's trying to guess it. No. Oh, no. Oh, God, what was this? Oh, Tongas is all the way up. It's a WWE one. Yeah. Yeah. There's some others here. Do you want to see if we can get them? Go on. Him. God save us. Oh, yeah. oh. She's got a new one. Why have they changed that? Stupid. One of the CFO's classics, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Got to get rid of them all. You know you want that. <laughs> Jillian Holt. Iconics. Last one. Don't pop too much for this. I think I know what this one is. Oh, yes. 
They should just do a trade between AW and WWE. Just give her that. Well, yeah. this is the thing. I, like, we've talked about this. So I'm not really... WWE can have Matt Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Hardy for Lana's entrance theme. I want million percent. I don't go. I don't care how many of the boys in the back like him. I would do that. This click of my fingers and just Thanos Matt Hardy out of existence. <laughs> I want that, like, I know people want, especially if he's going to be having this, like, last run before he retires. People just want Tony Khan to spend, spend, spend on Final Count now and over and over again. Spend, spend, spend more on Lardis theme. Yeah. Like, give, give, yeah, give, give it. yeah, the pop. One more go? Yeah. I'm not going to get it now and then as soon as we walk out the studio. Keep going, keep going. See if I can find it on my. It's. Sounds like a monster character of some sort. Or who turned babyface? Who is this? <laughs> can't remember. Can't remember. Prettiest moonsault. <laughs> people are listening to this screaming the name. Yeah. Of really frustrating listening. Sorry, yeah. everybody. Uh, prettiest moonsault ever. Becky Lynch moves. The way she got on her feet. Like, usually this is the spot I bury yeah. in, in a quote-unquote modern 7 out of 10 wrestling match. 450. Oh, mid-fly. You've moved out the way. I'm going to roll through. Oh, no. A super kick to my face. Well, hang on. <laughs> I've got just enough left in my bloody tank to do it to you. <laughs> and then we'll double down. And then we'll get a This Is Awesome chant. I'm sorry. I'm Rip Rogers now. I'm sorry. And that this is the business. This was so great because it made use of her actual unbelievable gymnast background. Yeah. Because to do that from like the moonsault and sort of the weird way she sort of got back up. She sold and didn't. Yeah. Oh, God. This didn't go how I wanted it to. And then boom, straight to the manhandle. Yeah. Yeah, straight to the manhandle slam. One, two, three. Becky Lynch uh, is the new NXT women's champion. The only belt that's uh, she's Grand Slam champion now. Loved this so much. We do. So as long as you listen to our podcast, you'll hear it. People do not talk enough about how great Becky Lynch has been since she came back in 2021. In, in ring. ring. Like, trans- in ring. Transformative this run. This is a step above this. This was like, for me, this was like a Bret Hart virtuoso. He'll work with anyone in 1995 and make them great. And Tiffany Stratton doesn't need that, but she mm. needs plenty. This was the perfect exhibition of... To, like to Cedric's point, Tiffany Stratton's like gymnastic ability, but used with somebody that knew where to place it all. So every time, like that Swanton bomb is gorgeous, yeah. yeah. And like knowing that she needed to go that one step further to beat a Becky Lynch was the perfect way to illustrate that. Um, so like Lynch being able to thread so much of what Tiffany Stratton's been wowing us with into a match, which is the best of Tiffany Stratton's career, and. Like presumably build to a heated rematch where Stratton gets a win and belt back. Yeah. So like that, she's going to get that big win over Becky Lynch. But in real terms, this was the big win. This was the night. Um, I put this on Twitter this morning. I just get the feeling Becky Lynch is a good egg that at this point has decided, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to like remind people who I am while trying to get as many people over as I can. Yeah. It's, it's out there that she saw uh, Bianca Belair as like a project with her as the big star. How do I give as much rub as possible? To, and you can't argue that she didn't do that ultimately. She's doing it again. I welcome more and more of this. I welcome the rematch. And even when the reality bled into the fiction, and there was two cases where I spotted it, I think people have probably already drawn attention to the bit at the end where Becky just whispers something at Tiffany. You've got to think that's nice because they've just produced this piece of work. The double down 
where Tiffany went for a slap. Becky Lynch clearly tells her, not yet. And then Tiffany goes back to the mat, lays there. The fans come up for all of them. And then Tiffany gets back on top and starts slapping again. Like just, And I've spotted it, so maybe that's a mark against it. But the veteran presence telling her, wait, learn, no, this extract is, more out of this. I got, Loved it. I got as much out of this as a really, really, really strong, worthy... I'll describe this as a cut above main event, where it was literally a cut above the blur of activity you saw elsewhere with a lot of cliches. This wasn't cliches. This was standards of when to do it, how to build the drama, how to make it feel big and worthy. I thought this was an individual masterclass, honestly, from Becky Lynch, and I enjoyed it watching her individually just to see, oh, she's really great at this. Like, she's really assured in her work. She just presents herself as a star. She can really craft the hell out of a match all the time in the world for Becky Lynch. I think she's fantastic in that ring. And I enjoyed it on those terms and just as a match as well. And that finish was unbelievable. Unbelievable. Because it just told the story. It articulated the story perfectly of, you've got this absolutely incredible super athlete with these unbelievable gifts who can contort her body, and not only can she take the ultimate risks and have the body to execute them, but within a split second, she can just do something that every wrestler does virtually in these matches with that sort of rule-through spot, but doing it in a completely different way. But there's absolutely no answer to someone who can just time what they do with their level of experience. She just got her. Love seeing veteran experience win out. Yes. In a believable just way. Just a veteran won because like, right, you're, you can do that. Well, you don't know when to do this. I can teach you, but you'll never know when until you learn. It's one of the coolest things in wrestling is not yet, isn't it? Because not yet means you're going to see it one day. Tiffany's yeah. Yeah. will figure it out. And there's something really exciting about that when you see a wrestler giving the other wrestler the opportunity to show that today's not your day, but I've shown everybody that you're going to have Perfect one. Perfect finish. Line. Perfect finish. I can't believe I watched a roll through and just got, you know... All qu- chubbed up. Quick game before we finish. By the way, is that Tamina? Maybe. Anyway. It's time to play the game! Time to play the game! <laughs> we'll go back and forth. Becky Lynch became the sixth Grand Slam women's champion in WWE. Can you name the other five? Who wants to start? Sasha Banks. Bailey. Charlotte Flair. Rhea Ripley. Donald Horsewoman. Yeah. And Rhea Ripley. One more. Bianca Belair? Nope. I've lost. Asuka. Asuka is correct. Because Bianca Blair's done so many can-they-coexist tag team stories. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <it's a> <laughs> that thought at one point she must have had to have won the belt. She never won the NXT belt, did she? I know who that is, and it's on the tip of my bastard tongue. Killing me. We'll, we'll, we'll get it. We'll get back to it. We'll, we'll, if, you, if you don't know, by the time we do the AW Dynamite preview later on today, we'll have hopefully found out. We'll apply on X, because we'll have figured it out yeah, by then. Yeah, and, yeah. But for now, uh, this has been the NXT review. You can follow us uh, on X. Uh, you can follow Michael Hamflet at Michael Hamflet. Follow Michael Sidgwick at M um, Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Will. And follow us all at What Culture WWE. And if you haven't done so already, you've seen all the links we posted on socials yesterday. Make sure you go and subscribe to our new video podcast channel that is coming soon. Uh, where you get to meet the whole gang. Yeah, we need to tell them to sort out this table. I'm yeah. not huddling. 
<laughs> I'm not huddling. Like, so I've said one thing I want is I'm not watching retro content. <laughs> I don't have time. So two things then. Two rules. Two, two rules. Two rules. <laughs> one, not watching retro content for this. Maybe I will as a treat. Yeah. On occasion. Probably not. Two, I need, I don't want to huddle. Mm. This, oh. isn't, this isn't a huddle, is it? No, it's just a nice sort yeah. of, you know, when you see like a video podcast and you just see them, just, just, just some dudes being guys. <laughs> <laughs> they just relax. I don't want to be like, and pest. <laughs> I don't want to be like <laughs> huddled next to Wilborn just to get in frame. Yeah. Frame me different, daddy. They're going to figure that out for us. Yeah. I'll remind them in a couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> uh, join us later on for the AEW Dynamite preview. This has been the NXT. What? Yeah, the NXT. It's the aliens talking for me now. <laughs> it's been the NXT review. My thanks as a part of the. Sin Cara! Sin Cara! Sorry, I was going to explode. <laughs> All right, see you later. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.